0: Quest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identify women on a SheQuest. A movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest podcast guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. This series of podcast shows is titled Ground to Grow, Art that Transforms. This month, we explore and dive deep in the world of art and yoga. Our theme this month is a favorite expression of mine, grounding to grow. For me, that means debunking self-growth and cliche saying like rising into your best self. What does it really mean to rise in our divine feminine magic? And how can I transform at soul level? If you've listened to this podcast more than once, you know I tap in my soul through art and yoga. This month, Ground to Grow theme is seep with the transformational aspect of art and making art, which is often overlooked in our culture. You're in for an artful treat as I bring in artists from all kinds of backgrounds to speak to us of the necessity of self-expression and creativity and its health benefit in bringing forth what's inside you out. My hope is this, that through our Chic guest this month, you start seeing that the necessity of self-expression and know with conviction that art can and does transform. Today, I'm so very thrilled to have Faith Evans-Sills on the podcast. I met Faith online, surprise, surprise, as we have another mutual artist friend in common, Mati Rose. Her and Mati do art courses and creativity retreat together, so I've hung really close to them for inspiration and expansion. After 16 years of living in New York City, earning her MFA in painting at Parsons, working in the New York art world, she decided in 2011 that she wanted a slower pace of life so that she could live more intentionally closer to nature with her young son and daughter, fulfilling a long time dream of living and working by the sea. So the whole family left Brooklyn, New York for Charleston, South Carolina, where they now live in their dream house close to the beach. Since their move, they've had another baby and love their beach lifestyle. Faith is a painter, author, retreat leader, and creative guide. Her book, Painting the Sacred Within, offers art technique, tips to express your attentive inner, authentic inner voice. She has a passion for helping women connect with their most heartfelt ideas through creating art. Hi, Faith.
1: Hi, Estelle. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thanks so much for your time. I'm so excited to have you. Um, because being on the quest is striving to live aware, bold and whole. I always start all my episode with asking my guests, what makes you feel alive today?
1: Oh, I love that question. Um, today, the sun is shining after a few days of rain. So that in itself is really giving me life. And um, it's sparkling off all the rain, the puddles outside and yeah. the camellias. It's so beautiful. And the camellias in the south here are all in bloom all around our neighborhood. And um, I take so much inspiration from those. And then... Um, my seven year old is giving this morning he was giving me life as he was um getting ready to leave for school. He was just saying, I love you, I love you, I love you over and over oh. again and that filled me up for the day. So <laughs> I
0: just love hearing this moment. Yeah, so good. <laughs> my son is eight and like this morning he woke up and somehow he was like in my bed. Oh, that's <laughs> what are you doing here and he was just smiling like you know he was still half asleep and he was just smiling and i was like oh like this moment can i just put this moment in a box somewhere so i can just relive it exactly. Like, all my exactly that's the sweetest oh, so sweet so sweet thanks so much for sharing that um so before we dive deep in our subject ground to grow art that, and I really feel you're like such a like an expert in this. I mean, you've written a whole book about it, you know, art that transform oh, yeah. and how art helps us, you know, just bring our inside out. Um, I just I just want to know more about you, like your story, who you are, like where did you grow up, professionally, personally, and. You know just where you got where you are today yeah
1: sure um i grew up in pennsylvania in a pretty conservative christian home and my dad was a presbyterian minister and we moved to philadelphia so we were living in the city and when i was nine my parents decided to become missionaries in argentina and so through my adolescence we were living in south america and traveling extensively throughout south america so this really broadened um, my worldview. And actually gave me a lot of the skills that I still use today for ease with traveling and offering my international retreats. And I speak Spanish. So we came back to the States for high school and then I went to college in upstate New York, where I majored in painting. And after that, I moved to New York city. That was throughout college. That kind of became a little dream of mine to move to New York and just try to be a part of the art world there. So I taught art in public schools in New York and I worked at some galleries. And I eventually decided to go back to grad school to get my MFA in painting. And I went to Parsons School of Design in New York. And that's where I met my husband, who's also an artist. He's a painter. No way. I did not
0: know that. Wow. Yeah.
1: And we got married right after I finished grad school. And um, we had this amazing warehouse studio space right in the Gowanus area of Brooklyn. So really industrial And for a couple years, I was just working on huge paintings there. And then I had our first child and that was the first sort of big hurdle that I encountered on my creative journey that I had been on at that point, since I was a teenager, I'd been painting for years. And at that point I had to decide how to keep my art practice going with a child. And so I moved my studio back into our home. We had an extra bedroom, so that became my studio space. And I just started really experimenting with lots of different strategies, like hiring a babysitter one day a week and setting up a schedule where I still felt like I was getting to do my art. That became really important to me. And um, after learning that structure, I felt really confident going into the birth of my second child that I was still going to be able to do my painting And um, in fact, after the birth of my second child, I had had natural births with both of my kids. So um, I became a labor support doula and I learned just how much I loved coming alongside women to support them on their journey. So I was doing my art and I started showing at a gallery in Brooklyn where I showed, um, I had a bunch of solo shows kind of every year for a few years. And I developed a really amazing relationship with the woman who owned that gallery. She had a child the same age as my oldest. And um, so that just having that sort of impetus to create the work because I had a place to sell it was really beneficial at that time where I was juggling so much. I was juggling two young kids and i um, doing my labor support doula work and creating the work
0: oh yeah. I find it so symbolic, though, that you would become. Uh, I loved
1: that know, work. And in fact, it's really yeah, it's still so something that I draw you, from see. as now I mentor and come alongside women on their art journey through my retreats and classes so it's de- which is really
0: which is really about birthing as well it is
1: yeah it's so much of that the same energy sort of like similar struggles on that path so um, yeah. we decided when my oldest child was six and my youngest or my middle my now middle child she was four at the time that we were going to leave new york city and we really for a while had been craving as you said at the start of this just like more connection to nature and more daily inspiration and my husband and I both felt like we had, we were feeling the drudge of living in the city and kind of the day-to-day difficulty of getting groceries and all of that was wearing us down. So his sister moved to Charleston, South Carolina, which wasn't even on our radar before. And we visited my sister-in-law and her family in Charleston and fell in love with it and decided to make the huge move of leaving our life in New York and moving to the South. We moved down here, and that move has given me so much. Just um, as I look back now, I have eight years of perspective on that move, and I don't think I would be doing any of the big things with my business that I do now if we hadn't opened up that space of leaving New York and allowing ourselves to have so much energy for all kinds of other things to come rushing into our lives. Wow. So today I... Um, I run art retreats for women. Those, I have run them in the States, but this year I'm running our seventh retreat in Costa Rica. And in the past, the past four years, we've done an autumn retreat in Morocco. But this year we are switching it up and we are running a retreat in the south of France. And I was
0: just, so I was looking, you're going to the place I went last year with my group
1: i remember seeing your pictures and it looks so inspiring and soul-filling i just really can't wait
0: that that it's a uh, you're gonna flip out i mean everyone's minds and hearts are gonna be blown because that oh that's th- amazing that um that place is really auspicious, really special and uh so wonderful you're, yeah you're in for a treat and costa rica too you're going to the costa rica yoga spa aren't you
1: yeah. So this year we are we are switching it up as well. And we've, we've run our past six retreats in the same town of Nosara, Costa Rica, yeah. but at a different location. And so this year we are running it at the Costa Rica Yoga Spa, which is much more of a retreat center than we've run it at in the past. We used to run it at a beautiful private home on the beach.
0: Yeah. And so, I, yeah. I've been there too. And I can, you're again, it's like, it's on top of the mountain. It doesn't get more magical than it. it's so nourishing to be there. I, I'm not going this year, and I'm kind of missing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about our the retreats in Costa Rica. Really fill me up yeah. for the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. And wow. um, so I spend a lot of time teaching online classes for women. So I have a whole library of online classes and resources on my website for creative women. And I wrote my book, Painting the Sacred Within, with my creative collaborator, Mady Rose McDonough. She and I, we wrote our book together and we teach a lot of our online classes together and we co-lead our retreats together. So that's been a beautiful collaboration.
0: Beautiful. And yeah, yeah. I found, found you through... I say mati, but it's matey. <laughs> it's matey, yeah. <laughs> In French, I always say mati, but... Um, she gets that a lot. Oh, I just, I love your story. Thank you. Interrupting this incredibly heart-opening episode to let you know about my new yoga channel. If you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included with the Membership Sisterhood community. Yay! More than 10 yoga practices and curated yoga playlists for each class. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the yoga channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SHEYOGA, that's S- Heyoga, all big letters, to get one month free, and tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home yoga practice. quest membership doors will open again in January, but until then, enjoy my yoga channel and say yes to moving, yes to connecting with your body, and yes to quest. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. When do you think you really started like awakening to your self-expression and like really now, you know, like that authentic, like inner voice, like did you start Mm -hmm. in New York or do you think it was more like almost curated there or um, when did you really start waking up to that?
1: It's interesting because for me, it's always been there. I, In thinking about kind of waking up to it, it's hard to pinpoint when it happened because I've just always been really drawn to creating with my hands, to pattern and color and textiles in kind of a tactile, like visceral way. I was always just drawn to wanting to create like my own ways of layering. And once I discovered paint, that was where I wanted to use my voice and really add to the dialogue that was already happening. And just I was always so inspired by seeing other artists and kind of seeing what was possible. Yeah. You know, well, so it's, it's like the foundation of who I am, really.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Why is it important for you to make art, do you think? That's a good question.
1: I just think that um, we are innately drawn to certain things. And so for me, I guess um, I've always just kind of paid attention to, like, what what lights me up and what, what fires me up. It's part of really connecting to, like, my deepest self and being on a lifelong journey of f- figuring out, like, what my soul wants yeah. and yeah. craves.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it's all part of that.
0: Yeah, talk, talk to us because I always get so inspired by others kind of rituals and art practice. Like what does your art practice kind of look like, looks like on like a daily basis or even like if you think of a typical week or is there such a such a thing as more ebb and flow? What does it look like?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question because I personally crave a lot more honesty surrounding the, the dialogue about this yeah. in The general art community and online, because I think there's this misconception out there that people who are working artists are in the studio every day, you know, luxuriating in all this time that you have to make your art. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Great. And for me, it really looks different on a daily basis. But in an overall week, if I have at least um, two afternoons to actually be in the studio, that's a good week for me. So a lot of my time now, as my business has grown, I'm very thankful for it. But there's a ton of administrative work that comes with all of that growth. So I'm you know, putting on many hats throughout the week with my business life. I'm online. I could be editing my website if we're building a new online course, or I could be You know, filming with Mady, we've right now we're filming a lot of videos for our new mastermind group that we're offering at the beginning of this year. I could be planning a retreat or creating new video lessons for my online classes. So, really, there's so many different facets to what I do now that are all fed by my own creativity, which is the really interesting and beautiful piece that I feel like my creativity is like the engine behind all of it so I have to really focus on maintaining that little fire within
0: Ah, I'm so happy you're speaking about that because that's something too I want to debunk because like I guess it's so easy like online like I think like 80 maybe I don't know 75% let's say what I do is really in front of a computer like doing my website and doing emails and stuff and yeah if i get like i try to aim for like 30 minutes a day but kind of like you <laughs> if i get like two or three like good chunks of time in a yeah. week i'm like oh that that was a good week you know and that's really, yeah like, the fire that keeps like kind of kindling myself for every all the other things that i do generate because that, exactly. that's exactly creative yeah. as well but um I know like people think I just like fly around in my studio and like paint and do yoga all day. And I'm just like, oh, my God, (laughs) it's it's like, uh, no, like, it's like you have to put your stuff out there. You have to. I mean, there's so, so many pieces to having I mean, that's probably for another uh, podcast as well. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. I'm super proud to have partnered with Hippie, a Canadian skincare company, and offering you 30% off all their products. I've been using Hippie, Groovy, Glow, Pore Hustler, and Jomo Mask, and I've completely fell in love with this not only natural clean, but sulfate free alcohol-free, and did I say Canadian product? Hippie's mission is to simplify your skincare routine and bring practical, effective solutions to your moody skin. Their belief is that feeling beautiful in your own skin is a right, not a privilege. Hippie's offering SheQuest podcast listener 30% off with the coupon SheQuest30. Go to www.hippies. That's H I. Pbees.com and claim your 30% off any product in their shop today. That's SheQuest 30, S-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T 30. I'm really excited to bring this mindful and sustainable plant-based skincare in the SheQuest family. Enjoy glowing skin. Bye. So if somebody like would come to you and because the the theme really of, you know, the month is grounding to grow and how art can uh-huh. help, you know, if somebody would come up to you and say like, Faith, I have like no painting experience. Uh, I just, I don't, I'm not an artist and I, but I'd love to start, you know, a practice. What, what would you, how would you go about like maybe giving them tips or little advices or...
1: Yeah, there's so many, but I think the number one thing that I've learned from being an artist for most of my or all of my adult life is that anyone can paint one beautiful painting or take one beautiful picture, but the really hard thing is to come back and show up every day. So like showing up over and over again, that's what sets you apart as an artist and that's where you'll really develop your voice and your style. And there's the whole idea that like, the master artist is the beginner who kept beginning, which I love Um, So really like embracing that and setting up some structure for your practice, which is what you and I have been talking about that structure that we can function and get things done within is so important. So I think something that you can rely on, like, whether it's like on Mondays I paint from two to five or something like that, just um, that you can have some kind of time that's going to feed your creativity and then as a beginner, I think it's also important to really surround yourself with people who are doing what you would like to be doing in a way that you respect. And it's, I don't think it's about copying them, but I think it's about really learning from them. That, that can be through online classes, it can be books or podcasts, but really um, surrounding yourself with that is important.
0: Ah, I love that. Do you, um, do you feel sometimes like, I feel sometimes like, through teaching just like you to through teaching like mindful arts people like you end up teaching them production like productive skills
1: (laughs) so much yeah so much actually we Mady and i are teaching our first small group mastermind so it's only 10 students with us and it's this 12 week journey through all of this the meat of what you and I are talking about right now setting yourself up for success by creating starting at the foundation defining your passions and then defining the best practices for how to get there and create a sustainable business that you will thrive within
0: that's right so, and sometimes it really needs like an attention audit you know <laughs> like it, what is yes, it do I actually well said do in yep day? um uh, this is something I say often, but like people think they can't do art because they think they don't have time. They don't have a space or they don't have money, you know, <laughs> I just like, okay, okay let's right? like, look at this, you know, and like cut through the bullshit here. And yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, I just, I love that so much, but um, I actually, I love, I've been so inspired by all your, um, you have beautiful watercolor exercises, Faith, um, Thank you and you. maybe really, and like, really like all the repetitive stuff I love, Mm -hmm. which I actually brought to my retreats where, you know, where you like um, get inspired by textile or like just things you have Mm -hmm. around the house. Like these are such great way, you know, to, um, like they're easy, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what we love to do is provide lots of ways into the work that you already have around you. It's kind of developing a way of seeing
0: Exactly. Yeah. You yep. can see, you can draw. <laughs> you, can yep. see, you can. Oh, so good. Um, tell me, uh do you have like do you have a daily art? Do you have do you have soul rituals like every day, like something you do like to just ground yourself?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of things like that. I joke that I'm a person who needs a lot of self-care, like a a lot of ritual, um, because I have a really busy mind. My mind can kind of get away from me and start living in the past or the future very easily. I think a lot of us can relate to that. So my soul rituals, they're really woven into my everyday. Like I thrive within a structure And understanding that I can't do everything, but within what I choose to do, I weave in lots of nourishment, solitude, and reflection, and prayer. And these are like my soul-filling acts that allow me to stay present and focused. And I try to bring moments of ritual in to kind of punctuate my day. Um, Like when I go into the studio, I'll light some Palo Santo or some incense. And that's like a marker for me that this is a different time that I'm entering into the studio. And um, grounding my body daily is also really important for me Um, because as an artist, I think that I, and I can just speak for myself. I think it's really easy to live in your head when you have a lot of ideas and kind of forget that you have a body, (laughs) which is funny. So I make a real effort now to really ground daily in my body.
0: Is there any movement? Like I've, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with yoga um but is there yeah because I always find like if I have Mm -hmm. a good like workout or good like walk then like it's like oh it's just like inspiration slows like so much (laughs) like
1: exactly exactly when I'm mentally and physically strong both of those the duality then I'm at my best and I like to think of my body as my instrument really as an artist Mm -hmm. so um Yeah, I try to make choices daily to get that to get my heart rate up to really get my body moving. So I play tennis twice a week. Yeah. And I walk I have a two mile loop in my neighborhood that I walk most days. And I'll just listen to podcasts or just, you know, I'll have my headphones on and really just get into that movement. It's like a moving meditation. I go in and out of a yoga practice. I've I've had times in my life where I've loved my yoga practice and it's been really beautiful. You go and
0: I'll- I feel we all go through seasons. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. And I have an infrared sauna blanket that I've gotten into using this past year. That also, it really gets you sweating. I find it really grounding. And then I also go to acupuncture every other week. That's one of my big pieces of
0: self-care. Wow. Okay, wait, tell me more about the blanket.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So are you familiar with an infrared sauna? Yes yeah so it really like heats you up internally all of them i wanted to get one of those but they're very expensive and then i found this infrared sauna blanket which is the same technology but it's like um a blanket is like a, a weird description for it because it is it's pretty thick and it's kind of like when you're in it you're wrapped up like a burrito <laughs> like it's it's all around your body yeah. <laughs> except for, except for your head um, but you can just do that at home. So I have one of those now at home. And that's been a a real an investment in my health. That's what mm-hmm. I've been looking at it as. So
0: yeah, so you have lots of things you do to I do. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, we're all yeah. about self care at Chequess. <laughs> that's for sure. I, uh, yeah. That's something that's always fascinated me. Like, just talking to women that like, okay, know what grounds them and know what gets them going. Mm-hmm. You know know what lights them up and and I I don't know, I get inspired by that by knowing what you love to do. You know what I mean?
1: I do too. I love hearing those kind of details from someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's, that's fascinating. Oh so great. Um <laughs> and so talk to me more about like now you're traveling a lot, but you still have like a studio mm-hmm you
1: have your studio at home yes i have well i had a studio in a warehouse built a renovated warehouse building in charleston for a few years and i was hosting a monthly women's creative group there which was really beautiful but um you know it's all about what you have the time to say yes to and so i had to let that go at a certain point with my parenting duties and then the traveling when i really started to focus on doing the retreats every six months that's when i really had to decide what i needed to let go of and then one of those pieces was actually moving my studio home and we built and we have a studio um room that's attached to our house the people who built our house built it as a music room but it functions amazingly as a studio space it's attached to our house by a hallway yeah and so I took that over as my studio, and my husband, um, we actually built a little studio space on in our yard for him. So we both have home studios now, which is, um, it's equally beautiful and also a bit distracting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and your husband, like, do you guys do retreats sometimes together, or?
1: We, no, we don't. He, he has really gone in a different direction than I have with his work. He teaches at the College of Charleston. Yeah. And he teaches painting and drawing. So he's gone sort of a more traditional route. He's not um, as much of an entrepreneur as I am with it. He also, he shows primarily with galleries. Yeah. So yeah, so those... Those are his like areas of focus. But um, no, just distracting because not that we're both here working together. That's really beautiful. But working out of a home studio, you know, I've done both. I've had the outside studio and the home studio and all the little details of life at home, even walking through the kitchen can get distracting or you know, seeing the laundry, all those things. So oh,
0: I completely agree. Even when there's just like, I do my best work when like there's nobody in the house, you know? <laughs>
1: oh, yes, exactly. I mean, I really thrive on solitude. So I love those times when I know that everyone's going to be out and it's just me here.
0: Yeah, um, I'm the same. I think we have the, a bit of a mm-hmm. same personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. My my last little question, I have like quick answer questions. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Do you have a favorite mantra? Ooh,
1: I know. That's a good one. I have so many favorite mantras that I kind of cycle through. One of them that's a really short one is done is better than perfect. Oh, I love that. And I I think of myself as kind of a recovering perfectionist. So that's one that I return to over and over when I'm really trying to keep myself on task and present and focused to finish something. Yeah. I love to hold that one. And then also, I recently heard this amazing quote. It's by Marc Chagall, the artist. And he says, if I create from my heart, nearly everything works. If from my head, almost nothing. Oh, so <laughs> it's a really good one. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, And actually, Faith, I love there's a document on your website that I downloaded a while ago, but it's so uh-huh. good. It's like your PDF.
1: Is it the five rituals yes. for creative truth? Yeah, it's so
0: beautiful, and it's so so. I would like encourage anybody who's listening to this um, to go on Face website, and we'll put like all you know your on the show notes, your website, and everything else that you want to share with us. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It of, yeah, it just made me think of that because you have beautiful yeah. quotes too in that PDF.
1: Oh, thank you. I've always really pursued quotes; they're so inspiring to me and um yeah that pdf is available i have a whole page of free resources over on my website so that's there with a lot of other juicy things too yeah
0: so juicy okay what um what's your favorite flower
1: well i mentioned the camellias here in the south at the beginning of our talk and i think since moving down here it has to be those when they're in bloom It's usually winter, they start in January here. And that's one of my favorite things about living in the south is that something's always in bloom. I love the subtropical climate. So currently it's Camellia's.
0: Oh, we're so, we're so jealous. Actually, I've always wanted to go to Charleston, so I might have to
1: make my way down at some point. Oh yes,
0: please come. It's
1: really a beautiful city.
0: Yes, and what about, um, perhaps you can tell us a favorite book that you've read, like about art. um, Mm, Yeah, kind of instrumental in your journey.
1: Well, there are so many, aren't there? You know, The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. Her whole, the idea of the morning pages has really influenced me. It's one of those things that I cycle in and out of in different seasons. And um, more recently, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert was so good. I love to listen to that one on audio in the studio. And then um, one that's maybe a little more obscure for a lot of people is Walking on Water by Madeline Lengel. Uh, She wrote A Wrinkle in Time. That's probably her most famous book. But she's done a lot of writing. And this is my favorite one, Walking on Water. It's reflections on the relationship between faith and art. And she really calls you to listen and remain aware and respond to creation and nature through your art. So it's really it's a it's full of lots of beautiful ideas.
0: And it has your name in the title.
1: I know it does. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> faith and art. How I'm just curious, I'm totally going off script here, but mm-hmm. what has what your name meant to you for all these years? Because I know my name has shaped a lot of what I do now.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. So I, growing up in a conservative Christian home, my right. dad, you know, my dad named me Faith because of his own faith. He and my mom, um, you know, hold really strong faith. So that, defined kind of my youth just really understanding that but innately i've always had a really strong personal faith too for as long as i can remember just from my earliest moments and um that's been such a defining factor for me personally holding on to that and i do i love my name faith it's kind of unusual enough that at times in high school, maybe I was a little less enthusiastic about it. Right, right. But um, yeah, it's faith has been a defining factor for me personally.
0: It's funny. I, I just get so interested. I uh, when I do some of my workshops and retreats, like mm-hmm. uh, I'll look up people's name and like we'll have like a circle and like I'll give them. And a lot of people do not know the meaning of their name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm just always so like, and I'll go to the root of their names or something. And it's like fascinating, like some and most people know, obviously, but like, how a name can like kind of shape you, you know? Yeah, definitely. I love that. Anyways, um, okay. What's your favorite podcast? Because you said you were you like to walk in.
1: Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I, I think a few. Well, one of my favorites is the Goop podcast. It's the oh Gwyneth man. Paltrow Goop brand podcast. that's yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, she brings on so many interesting people talking about such a variety of topics. So I feel like I'm always engaged with that one. And have you not,
0: watched the Netflix? Sorry, to you out. Have you watched the Netflix? Not oh. yet. No, oh I'm God. dying
1: to watch that. Go,
0: yeah, go watch it. It's so it's on great. my list. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, um, one that's a little more woo is, um, for the life of me, with Julie Pyatt. I don't know if you've heard of her, but no. that's, um, that's a really. She has just so many beautiful ruminations on kind of your meaning and purpose and how to pursue that so that's a really beautiful one and then um conversations on faith the rob cast with rob bell he's a christian thinker um but also very liberal so i really appreciate his perspective and then i love raise your hand say yes with tiffany han that's another great one
0: Amazing! I'm writing them down because I I know of Rebel, but I didn't even know he had a podcast. And then um, the last one, we'll have to put them in the show notes. Cause... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would love that. Amazing. Um. Okay. The uh, the last little kind of quick question. Uh, um, do you have a favorite treat?
1: <laughs> ooh, yeah, that's so good. Um, I currently am watching all of the seasons of friends with my daughter. So that's oh, kind of good. Like it's like my, TV therapy. <laughs> exactly. It's like my current guilty pleasure. I One of my big treats is going out to dinner with my husband when we can get a babysitter. And, um, and I saw
0: your stories. You did that yesterday.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. I know. It's so good. So we try to embrace that whenever we can. And then um, chocolate. Always chocolate. Yeah. My favorite treat.
0: <laughs> the last question is a bit of a loaded one, but... Faith, I have faith in you. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing what you know about the transformative power art, what do you wish women to know about its magic?
1: I know that's so powerful, isn't it? Because it is magical. And I think one of the most important things to hold on to, especially as women, because we can really, like we're holding up so much and a lot of it is like remembering that the things that you're drawn to in your very nature, like from the beginning of who you are, you were designed to want those things. So allowing yourself to be like selfish in your choices is especially hard for us as women. Like I said, and mothers, when we're just doing so much, it makes it so much more important even to tend to our needs first. And if you're drawn to creating art then that's going to take a lot you know things we've been talking about through this whole dialogue about setting yourself up with structures really going within and figuring out what it is that you want to say you know in a lot of our classes we talk about um if you want to develop your voice and your style make a hundred paintings and that can be as simple as you know making one painting a day in five minutes with just watercolor at your dining room table um, it doesn't have to be complicated, but I think our our current culture would prefer that we all stay kind of distracted and like really taking part in the noise. Social media, I feel like is a big piece of that. Um, but I think really grounding ourselves in the fact that like our ability to serve yourself and others will be made stronger when you can really focus your attention on practices that ground you. And for me, that's painting and journaling and walking and everything that we've been talking about today. But we all define it for ourselves, really.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. It's oh, you're so a welcome. A conversation super rich. And I'm, we've never met in person, but I feel very kindred to you. So me too. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll have to have that happen one day.
0: Yes, uh, please. Uh, and so where can we find you, Faith? And how can we support you?
1: So I am over on my website, it's faithevansills.com And I'm also on Instagram at um where you can follow along with my art and adventures, retreats and classes. And I have two retreats coming up in 2020. Like I mentioned, we're going to Costa Rica in March, and that's going to be super juicy, really amazing tropical inspiration. And then in September, we're going to the south of France for a week. Another amazing, really dream trip there. And my next online class begins in April. And it's the class that you actually took last year, our In the Flow Unconventional Watercolor Adventures class, which is an amazing new way of working and seeing with watercolor paint. And so I'm really excited about that coming up
0: amazing and I love I love that class I refer to it all the time I go back to it all the time so I hope everyone checks out your offering and thank you so much for your gifts and showing up in the world like you do I'm just really grateful to be in contact with you
1: thank you Faye thank you Estelle bye bye